my dear subscribers, welcome back for a brand new episode made just for you. And I cannot begin to describe what this episode is going to be like because I am basically going to be sharing several changes I'm making and several exciting things that are coming up in the podcast world in this corner of the internet. I'm going to be sharing those exciting events with you, some changes that I'm making, and then I'm also going to teach you about something that has recently really impacted me. And I'm going to tie it all up with a pretty bow. So I'm glad you're along for the ride. First thing I'll share is one of the changes that I'm making to the podcast in this upcoming year. So I want to be completely honest with you and say that I've decided that these subscriber-only episodes are no longer going to be unedited. You know, in previous ones, they have been completely unedited where I haven't even touched it. I've just listened to it all the way through after recording. But now I want to make them a little bit more higher quality for all of you listening. And so you won't get my coughs and my stutters. In. <laughs> you may still get my stutters, but you won't get my coughs, my clearing my throat, my mouth noises. This is not ASMR. So I'm going to be editing and I just wanted to let you know that these will no longer be unedited. I just wanted to do that for the the quality of your experience as a listener and wanted to make them better for you. So that's one of the changes that I'm making. The next two things are two things that are free resources for you. One is already available. The next one is a sneak peek to what's coming up. If you have not seen me post recently about my free 20 minute training, listen, you have to get your hands on this. I made a free 20 minute training that is for anyone who wants to counsel, listen to, pray for, encourage anyone who's struggling with same-sex attraction. So this applies to basically anyone who's a believer because you never know who you're going to meet. If you are someone who has struggled with same-sex attraction in the past, you know the importance of it. But let's say you're a parent. Let's say you volunteer in youth group. Let's say you just are involved in your church. Let's say you just enjoy working with people and you know that's going to be part of your life and career in the future. Listen, you need this training if that's you. Because guess what? Us as friends, we know how to counsel people through certain issues, right? Your friend sits down, they say, you know, I've just had such a hard week because I've really messed up and I've been really struggling with lust. I'm assuming that you as someone who loves God, who loves this person in front of you, knows how to walk them through this situation. It's not that you're an expert by any means on that topic, but it's that you listen, you're empathetic, you love and care for them, you show them the truth, you walk them through scripture, you assure them that as they repent, they are completely forgiven by him. But let's say someone comes up to you and says, I've been having a terrible week because I'm really struggling with same-sex attraction. I've struggled with this my whole life, or I've gotten some really bad teaching. I feel like the church hates me. I feel like I can never overcome this, whatever it may be. You may find yourself struggling to counsel and be there for them in that situation because you feel intimidated by it. But let me assure you, you do not need to be intimidated about that topic. As a lay counselor and prayer minister in my current job, 
I have been training graduates to meet with students about any topic and pray through those things and lay counsel them through topics. This is one of the topics we hit on because it's so important that the church is equipped to handle this topic, especially in our culture where it's very much widely accepted. And people need to know that you are a safe place to come to because you're a Christ follower, not because you have any special training specifically, but because you love Christ and Christ is love. So that is a free resource for you. And I might be talking really fast. It's just because I'm so excited about it. It's free. It will be in the show notes. All you do is type in your email and boom, there it is. It's free access for you. Sorry if I was talking fast. I was just so excited. The second free resource that is up and coming is called my post-grad roadmap workshop. Now listen, this will apply if you want to just figure out what you're doing in your next steps. You could be graduating college. You could be out of college for a few years and just want to make a few career changes or pursue that dream you've always wanted to do. If that's you, you just want to figure out your next steps, this online course will be for you and it will be free. So I'm making my post-grad roadmap workshop. It will be me teaching you how to figure out your next steps, how to not overthink the voice of God and his leading in your life. And it'll be a lot of journaling prompts for you to get creative and get to the heart of what you really want and what God's gifted you with. So that is up and coming. My goal is to be finished with that by the end of next week. I think I believe that's March 17th or 19th. Yeah, 17th is a Friday. So that's my goal to be finished and have that launched. That will be ready for you. And I just wanted to give you that sneak peek. Okay, now we're jumping into the meat of this episode. I need to tell you guys this training I went to about a week ago. It was March 3rd, so it was last Friday. I went to this training with my team from work, and we basically had this training taught to us about religious trauma syndrome. Have you ever heard of that before? I had heard of spiritual abuse and religious trauma, but I had never heard of it actually being called religious trauma syndrome. So the definition of religious trauma syndrome, otherwise known as RTS, is that it occurs when an individual struggles with leaving a religion or a set of beliefs. It often involves the trauma of breaking away from a controlling environment, lifestyle, or religious figure. So my team and I went to this training because it's really important as a trauma-informed student care team that we know that the effects of this that it could have in people, in students when they come to this university, it's important that we know the effects of how to counsel them through that and understand it better. And I just want to share what I learned at that training with you guys because it deeply impacted the way I think about this podcast as well. Now, if someone has religious trauma syndrome or just any religious trauma in general, here are some of the symptoms they could be wrestling with. On an individual level, the individual who has been victimized by spiritual abuse experiencing religious trauma could have impeded social, emotional, sec or sexual development. 
They could suffer from depression, anxiety, and fear. They could have poor decision-making skills. They could have a lack of self-confidence or self-esteem. They could have pervasive feelings of guilt and shame. They could have poor body image and hypervigilance impurity. Um, let me just say that last part, hypervigilance impurity and poor body image, that is literally the direct effects of purity culture. Some symptoms of religious trauma, not in an individual, but in a system could be they use fear and shame as motivators. Have you ever been to a church where you just feel like, wow, I, I'm really afraid to mess up now. So then you go out into your life and you're constantly wondering, am I sinning? Am I messing up? Is God mad at me? I don't know what to do. That would be fear and shame as motivators. Hypervigilance in sexual purity. The system could include spiritual bypassing. That means if someone comes to the system and they say, you know, I'm really feeling depressed recently and I don't know why and it could have several different reasons in my life because I'm feeling this way and my life isn't going how I wanted it to and the church leader just says, whatever, you just need to pray more. You're obviously sinning because you have not made the joy of the Lord your strength. That's spiritual bypassing. It's basically not viewing the person as a holistic whole being. The system could have an us versus them mentality or a fortress mentality. There could be an absence of gray on certain issues, like they just view everything as black and white. There is no in-between or healthy medium, so an absence of gray in their reasoning. The system could also have a, a pattern of saying, thus saith the Lord, like you're not discerning the things you think you're hearing from the Lord. You're just proclaiming them in your own authority and saying the Lord said them, which is super dangerous. And they could have subtle or profound power imbalances. Those are some symptoms of, of a religious system that causes trauma to people. Religious trauma syndrome could play out in the sexual realm, like the confusion of sexual desire and lust, just considering those as the same thing when they're obviously not. That could play out in teaching women that they're damaged goods if they've already had sex before marriage or teaching women that they are a stumbling block to men and they have to cover up to prevent men from lusting after them. Those are huge red flags. Religious traumatic syndrome in the spiritual realm could be some of these little sayings that maybe you've heard of before. Just constantly worrying if you're in the center of God's perfect will. Or asking yourself, what is God teaching me through this tragedy? Constantly questioning yourself because your thoughts are not God's thoughts. So constantly questioning, is this God's voice? Is this Satan's voice? Is this my voice? I, I can't decide or make thorough decisions through discernment. If someone tells you your depression and anxiety are sins, that would be a huge red flag as well. And so with the things that I've read so far and what I learned at that training, I'm starting to think, wow, that sounds like a good chunk of the evangelical church, doesn't it? Have you struggled with any of the things that I just read? It's not just people that are walking away from the church. 
I've personally struggled with several of the things that I just read and the Lord has delivered me from several of those. And then I still wrestle with others. Many, many Christians struggle with at least one of those things I read off those lists. And I bet you do too. Or I bet at some point in your life you did. Just because you've struggled with one of those things before, three of those things before, five of those things before, does not mean that you should be diagnosed with religious trauma syndrome. Okay? There are extreme cases for sure where the people struggle with PTSD or complex PTSD because of such severe damage that was done in their faith community growing up or in their adolescence. But just because you've struggled with five or less of what I just read doesn't mean that you should be diagnosed with those things. I am saying that all of us, though, have to go through some unlearning process because some of the things that we're taught in our faith communities need to be corrected. And it's not saying that all churches are bad and it's not saying that your church was bad, but I am saying that people are flawed and we do our best to teach the word of God, but we don't always have an honest hermeneutic, an honest way, correct way of reading the word. So teachings can be taught from your church pulpit or in your small group or just friend to friend conversation that are really damaging and actually not in the word. They're just common misconceptions, which I think is what I'm trying to do here on the podcast. It's called Head to Heart because I want to help women connect the truth of who God is and the truth in his word from just head knowledge to heart knowledge so they can actually apply it to their lives and be set free from any lies they've thought or believed in the past. I just thought as I was at this training, wow, this is what I'm doing with the podcast. I'm teaching women to expose lies they've been taught on purpose or indirectly and break free of those. So this was super impactful for me. I even recognize some of this in my own story. I remember growing up in a church that had some unhealthy power distances and working with a ministry for a while that had some unhealthy power distances. What I mean by that is the leader or leaders of the ministry or church were a bit untouchable and very distant from the people they were leading and they were almost inaccessible to common folk such as myself but both the church and the ministry have changed and people have left and gotten new leaders and had a lot of changes in the ministry and churches since then so I'm in no way shape or form trying to bash those ministries or churches but I am saying that I did learn that there was an unhealthy power distance and that was really unhelpful for me growing up. I also learned in my own experience, I learned that suffering in my Christian walk was somehow holier than just me enjoying my life. (laughs) And I had somewhat of a martyr syndrome that I was like, wow, I just have to keep sacrificing in order to keep growing or that I thought that pain was the only way to be sanctified and grow closer to the Lord. I didn't know that you could be close to God and just enjoying your life. 
And I'm not sure anyone directly taught me that. I am saying that I indirectly picked up on that from the culture that I was in. So we all have things like that in our lives. I bet each one of you have learned something in your childhood or teenage years from your faith community that you had to unlearn as you were an adult. And that doesn't mean that your church was bad. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go to counseling immediately because you just have so much to work through. But I am saying that Jesus is in the ministry of setting people free from lies. And that's why as this year goes on, the podcast is going to take a little shift towards this type of teaching and going to start getting more specific and pivoting my niche, if you will. What I mean by pivoting my niche is I mean just making the podcast more specific. And if anyone's familiar with marketing and marketing techniques, a lot of businesses need to make their audience and their niche more specific because when we say, oh, this podcast, this business, this whatever is for everyone, then it's actually for no one because no one knows if it truly applies to them or not. So I'm working to make who this podcast is for more specific. I am not changing everything and I'm not starting over. I'm not saying, you know, scratch everything I've ever done. I'm taking a whole new direction. That's not it at all. I am just getting more specific and zoning in on who I'm ministering to. And now that I've read all the terrible effects of religious trauma syndrome, do you want to hear how you heal from religious trauma syndrome? This is the best part. First of all, self-awareness and self-care are huge in healing. 1 Timothy 4 verse 16 says, Take care of yourself. Concentrate on your teaching and stick with these things. If you do, then you will be effective in bringing salvation to yourself and all who hear you. Basically summarizing the fact that if you don't deal with your own stuff, then you will ultimately pass down your own brokenness to other people that you're leading. It's not saying that leaders have to be perfect before they start leading. But it is saying that you need to really work and heal through your own hurts and brokenness before you accidentally pass that on to someone else. The second thing is you need to give yourself the freedom to be curious about why you believe what you believe. We can't just believe everyone who's teaching what they claim to be the Bible. We have to do our own research and search in the word for ourselves and we need to ask hard questions a lot of the time and discern is this really what the Lord is saying is this really what the word says third is find and develop your circle of trust this does not have to be a lot of people but you don't want to give every person in your life the authority to speak into your life into your healing journey your faith, your most trusted people need to be a part of your circle of trust. doesn't have to be a lot of people. just has to be wonderful, trustworthy people who are willing to listen to you. Next, you have to discern the pockets of fear and shame in the system and address them. So did you learn something that 
keeps you motivated by fear and shame all your life? Do you really think that the Lord wants you to be motivated out of fear and shame or out of love for him? If there's any topic like that in your life that you thought, oh, the well, the Bible teaches that I have to be shameful about this thing. The Bible teaches I have to be afraid about this thing. He has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, right? So discern what those are and address them. Next, you have to commit to an honest hermeneutic. Just the way you read the Bible has to be honest. I know sometimes we can read portions of scripture that have been explained to us and just assume we know what we they mean based on how someone else explained it to us. But we have to take the word in context and then do our own research and really seek the Lord's wisdom and guidance in understanding what's in there. And last but not least, we have to practice the ministry of proximity. I think that's the most beautiful one in this whole list is practicing the ministry of proximity is being close with other people. It's not trying to do this all on your own. It's not trying to heal all on your own or discern the voice of God all on your own or discern what the Bible means all our own. We are made to be in community and Jesus has the ministry of proximity. He's the most hospitable person who ever lived and he invites people in close. We were not made to do this life alone and that's vital to the healing process. So I'm sharing all that that I learned at that training for two reasons. One, to educate you guys in case that any of that was interesting to you because it was super interesting to me. And two is that this is the way the podcast is going to be leaning this year. And I'm really excited about that is I'm getting more specific and helping people heal from lies we've picked up along the way as we've been raised in church or how something was taught incorrectly to us and getting to the truth of what God actually meant in the Bible, what he's saying, how to heal from any trauma that has been caused by unhelpful, unbiblical teaching. And I am so excited about that. So in the future, you will notice a difference in the show description. You'll notice a difference in the beginning intro and outros. Because I'm going to be changing things up and this is just a very, very exciting time to be alive. (laughs) So that's just a little update. Also, I would love it if you rate and review the show. You can do this on Spotify, my website, or Apple Podcasts. And it's not just so that I'll feel good about myself by reading all your wonderful five-star reviews. Now, of course, they are very uplifting, so they will make me feel good, but The main reason I want you to rate and review is because when you do that, it actually helps me get more great guests on the show. They read the reviews and say, yeah, I think this is a show I'd like to be a part of. And then I can get amazing guests for you guys. And a prime example of this is that I'm actually recording an episode with a trauma therapist this upcoming week, which I am beyond pumped for. So without further ado, Thank you for joining me on this journey, subscribers. I hope that you enjoy the upcoming changes that are happening. So I'm signing off. See you next time.